Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Fatebringer returning with Firefly. If you're listening to this on iTunes or any of the audio podcast formats, if you're watching this on the other YouTube channel where I upload these, there's a card up in the corner at the beginning and end of the video. Come on over to the live channel. I'm live when these videos hit. SNTRlive.com. You can also make sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. Lots of great features will be getting added there in January. So, Fatebringer returning we knew it was coming back I kind of covered the Vault of Glass article that Joe Blackburn did with Polygon a little while ago where he talked about it was going to be more of a facelift they weren't going to dramatically change the actual raid itself which begged the question what about the weapons what are you going to be doing with the weapons how are they going to be returning I for one don't like energy primaries they get a little bit less on the crit multiplier And because of that, I've always felt like they just feel a little bit weaker and they limit my loadout. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. So I was concerned from the get-go. I have been a huge proponent of the return of true elemental primaries. The kinetic slot can have elements just like they did in the beginning days of D1. If you don't remember the first year of Destiny 1, we had that. So Destiny 2 structure going forward is going to pull classic Destiny 1 raids out of the Destiny content vault. The return of Vault of Glass is obviously highly anticipated by a lot of us, and the biggest questions the community have centered around the encounters and the guns. Joe Blackburn recently hinted at how Dragonfly on the cold front was causing problems, but that there would be a kinetic primary getting a fly perk when Vault of Glass returns later this year, which anybody with any familiarity with Destiny knows that he is essentially saying the Fatebringer will be kinetic and it will have Firefly. It's going to return. It's on the the Ace of Spades right now. I hope this doesn't mean they make them exotic, but we do know we are going to be getting a kinetic version of the Fatebringer with Firefly almost assuredly. If that's not what he meant, then he shouldn't have tweeted it. So what did Joe say? So first and foremost, if you were unaware of this, this was kind of a bit, you know, bit of a big uh, hullabaloo in the community about the Dragonfly perk landed on this kinetic SMG during the dawning, and it was a pleasant surprise. However, it was quickly shut down as something that was not intended, and it was causing technical errors. This is not something that's ever really been in the game before, and people were really excited, and then it was, it was basically they're going to shut it down. They're going to trans, they're going to change Dragonfly into Swashbuckler, which. That's not a bad perk to have on an SMG. Joe Blackburn had the following to say as a follow-up on Twitter. He said, Sorry for the late-breaking timing on this. We try to keep our winter holiday time sacred at Bungie. For those of you hungry for a fly perk on a legendary kinetic, you might be interested in checking out the Vault of Glass when it comes to Destiny 2 later this year. So thankfully, I forgot that he says this. He does say legendary kinetic, so they will not be making this an exotic thing. It's like, nope, you're going to be able to get a legendary kinetic with a fly perk and obviously this is really exciting many of us were really concerned about the fate bringer i really was concerned it was going to come back as an energy primary something some of us don't enjoy using it limits our secondary options and i really do feel that energy primaries just feel weaker there's something about it if you can remember in destiny one going into rainbow burn content and being able to have a primary secondary and a heavy each on a different elemental burn it was a really really good feel just looking down in the corner and seeing that was nice we were reminiscing just this morning about going into the fallen strike and taking the zalo for you know the arc damage against 
against the captain shields and I actually liked taking the outbreak especially when there were small arms because you got the increased damage to fallen and you got the small arms buff at the same time and it hit pretty hard in fallen strikes that had those perk combinations but the point is having elemental kinetics will not do anything to this game we have our proof that it won't cause problems and it will not trivialize content because they added osmosis in season of dawn and osmosis did not cause any issues you could conceivably go into content right now with an osmosis weapon and have all three elements on your guns i know it's limited to when you have your grenade but still being able to suddenly have all three elements did not cause issues at all and I think they could make a return secondly what about the rest like that's another question that we have here what are you going to do with the rest of these weapons there's quite a few of them I'm going to give you a rundown of the difference between deep zone crypt quantity of weapons and vault of glass quantity of weapons in just a moment Obviously, what Joe said was just intended to be a tease as well as good news following the disappointing news about the cold front, right? He's he's wanting to follow bad news with good news, but given my own criticisms of the current weapon system lack of updates and the boring nature of the Deep Stone Crypt weapon perks, I'm left wondering... What about the rest of the Vault of Glass primaries? There are some really, really good ones in there. The Vision of Confluence was actually my favorite weapon in Destiny 1, mainly because I could never get a Fatebringer. I loved it. I took the Vision of Confluence with me everywhere. I thought it was dope. I really don't want that to land in the energy slot. There's a genuine divide in the weapon system that makes primaries in the energy slot less appealing to me, so I hope they plan to put all of the primaries for Vault of Glass where I feel they belong, in the kinetic slot. Also consider, there's a lot of secondaries in there that belong in the secondary slot. You know, there's a fusion rifle, for example. It's going to belong in the secondary slot. You can't have a kinetic uh, fusion rifle. Unless, of course, it's the exotic. There's also the lingering question about the logistics of the Vault of Glass raid itself. In Destiny 1, the loot pool changed and expanded when you played the harder version, which currently, it doesn't exist in the newer Destiny 2 raids. There are not hard versions of the raids, so how is Bungie going to handle the loot? Not only does the Deep Stone Crypt offer a new logistical pursuit of you know agency and intentionality and currency, it also just has normal right it it just it's a total normal raid there is no hard mode and vaults of glass and any destiny one raid they all had normal and hard modes so are they going to feel complete if they're just normal and what are they going to do with all that loot let's talk about too much of a good thing before I give you the count on all the weapons and the differences between the Deep Stone Crypt and the Vault of Glass weapon count, I do want to say I think there's an element to the player intentionality in the Deep Stone Crypt that needs to be looked at. That level of intentionality I believe is dangerous. You can have too much of a good thing. When the season of the Forge came around and I fell in love with the Ada bounties and the intentionality that it gave to me, I said, let's do it. Let's put this everywhere. Let's put these bounties everywhere. I feel they've gone too far. The umbral engrams, the you know, the fractal line at the end of Season of Dawn. I think that layer of like ordering stuff from a value menu system, as I've as I've dubbed it, it's like a value meal. Like, give me eight number eights. I I think that it's too much of a good thing. We need the guns dropping back out in the world and from bosses. The intentionality is good, but the transactional gun ordering, I am concerned it will turn things into a too transactional, not exciting 
you know, escapade of experience. So, as far as the weapon count differences between the raids, the Deepstone Crypt features two kinetic secondaries, two energy primaries, and two heavy weapons. Okay, there's six total weapons, and then you have the exotic rocket launcher. Conversely, the loot pool in the Vault of Glass is bigger and also distributed differently from the way that the current weapon system allows. They had the hard and the normal version, so you had to go to hard if you wanted to get more. Vault of Glass had an auto rifle, scout rifle, hand cannon, and pulse rifle. Those were all your primary kinetics, okay? Then, after those four, you had the exotic fusion rifle the 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 vex mythoclast in the primary kinetic slot as well so you essentially had the five primaries then it had a shotgun sniper and a fusion rifle in the special slot lastly it had a rocket and a machine gun so in total four primaries three secondaries two heavies and one exotic the six deep stone crypt legendary weapons versus the nine in vogue now I don't know how they plan to do this because there are only so many encounters in Vogue. So what are you going to do with nine weapons? That's a lot of weapons. To not disperse them separately over two different modes. Also, are they going to offer the Deep Stone Crypt player agency and intentionality with a currency, with a chest at the end where you can order what you want? Are they going to bring that to all raids in the future? Was it an experiment that they're going to iterate on? Are they going to are, are they going to they're going to pen it back, lower it, minimize it? Right? Is that what they're going to do? I feel this system is well intended and it gives value to running the raid more than three times a week, and that's a good thing. Okay. But we have to be cautious about continuing to turn the loot pursuit in Destiny into a value meal system. Right? I don't think what Eugene is saying in chat is accurate that they're not bringing all the weapons back. That would go over extremely poorly. I cannot see that being a thing. Uh, and I don't know, I would want to know the quote that you're you're trying to extrapolate that from. End of the day, I want to see Vogue land and be well-received and be exciting, and we're actually, I think, going to discuss tomorrow, should Vogue be free? There's a lot of people that think it should be free. I don't think that's a good precedent to make raids free, so be sure to tune in tomorrow for that, or look for the upload. If you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. We're going to keep on talking, and it's time to take questions from the audience. If you're listening to this on the other location, head on over to sntrlive.com or hit the card and come join us for the live streams. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A from the Fatebringer Returns talk that I did. If you're watching this on another channel, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. Be sure to also bookmark sntrnetwork.com. We got a lot of good features coming in January for you, and all my content is in one location, all the shows and channels. So, first question coming in from Robert Jones. Why would Destiny 2 players be excited about Fatebringer unless it gets a serious rework? We have the D2 weapon system, which probably won't change and we have way better primary weapons at current well in general I I do think most of the best primaries right now check the boxes that the fate bringer checked good range good efficiency you know firefly a good reload you know what I'm saying like I you know my Imago loot my fate bringer if you would if you would contextualize those now into the hand cannon meta in destiny two they would be fine they'd be good weapons now this actually gets at the heart of the issue of my the raid weapons are boring video where i talked about the deep stone crypt weapons i think are boring i think the perks are uninteresting even though they're good i'm not saying that they're bad i'm saying that they're boring so in 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 that realm i think that 
they need to consider is there a way to spice this up now putting firefly on a kinetic that's a legendary ah, that's pretty spicy you know right now the only gun that has that is is, is an exotic hand cannon the ace of spades so you know theoretically that could be one of the moves they're making to make these weapons more exciting i've been you know a big big proponent of and I said this in my my raid weapons are boring video in my talk. I said, listen, raid weapons out of the box should just be good weapons. They should be very, very close to best in slot because they're raid weapons. The perk should come along and be extra spice and sauce on top. Okay, the raid weapons right now in Deep Stone Crypt are only good with the right perks. They essentially have grooves carved into them, and they have to crutch and lean on perks to be best in slot they're not the best weapons out of the box they need those perks in order to be best in slot so in this scenario that's what i think they should really really start doing is like listen this is a great weapon like regardless of the perks okay regardless of the perks it's a great weapon and then the perks come in and add a little spice firefly i think i think elemental perks would really spice things up blinding chain lightning bleed burn you know singularities that pull them together and stuff on the ground you know and if if it doesn't really change your efficiency against trash ads because that's all a primary is really supposed to do then at the end of the day the thing that would be exciting about the weapon isn't that it's insanely strong and breaking the game but experientially it would feel new fresh and exciting so firefly on the fate bringer as a kinetic could be the beginning of that reality where it does feel special and exciting and it isn't necessarily being you know a game breaking a you know insane weapon you know dragonfly on the kinetic smg was apparently causing technical errors the game doesn't seem really built for that to be a reality so in this case you know they're making preparations for the kinetic primary to have something like that and it for it you know and for it to be you know a, a raid weapon and whenever i go into a raid i like i shouldn't even be asking the question are these weapons good that's that that no 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 i shouldn't be asking that question i should be like what's cool what's exciting in here what's new in here what's fresh what's this gun gonna do it, it shouldn't be is it any good what, what are you talking about that would be like spending a ton of money on a hotel suite and being like does it have is the is it a big is it a big room is it a nice room what are you talking about? It's a hotel suite. It's or, or or the king suite, or you know, like the special extra rooms when they put those spicy titles on them, right? You wouldn't be like, "Is it a nice room?" What do you mean? You're buying the upgrade. You're going into what's supposed to be by default a really really nice room. So raid weapons should be the same. You're going up into the upgrade upper echelon end of the tip of the pyramid. It should be the it should be just good stuff automatically. Yeah, the penthouse. This is our penthouse suite. This is our presidential suite. Oh, the presidential suite? Is it big? What do you mean? Of co- that, that You wouldn't ask that question. So when you go into a raid, you're not going to be like, are these weapons any good? That, what? Huh? No. Automatically. Automatically, the weapon should be good. And the perks come on top. You know what I mean? Greg Smith of the 50. Good things are coming to you. Happy New Year. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate that. So... 
in this situation, maybe that's what they're deciding to do with Firefly. Out of the box, the Fate Bringer will be a really solid, really good weapon, and then it has the spice. The spice and the things that are nice, right? It has the Firefly to make it unique, cool, and stand out. And it's not suddenly going to be trivializing content because it has Firefly, you know? Perks are a form of a cherry on top. That's precisely what I've been trying to get at with people. I don't think necessarily sometimes people understand the point that I'm making. They think that I want the games to be broken and insane and and destroy everything. It's like, no, give me Focus Firefly. Give me something visual and exciting that's cool that other guns don't do. And you have succeeded in making the weapons exciting, cool, and unique. And they don't have to be all best in slot. As long as it's a good weapon that gets things done, like the Genesis Chain... Genesis Chain wasn't really best in slot. There were other primaries at the time that were far more worth using, and yet it's a memorable weapon, and I loved using it. That should be the goal. You know, good, ground level good quality, and then the perks are on top to make the gun cool and unique. Shell. Vault of Glass was a pretty decent raid, but it outshines most of D2 due to the loot pool. With the raid holding 9 weapons and the unlikelihood of a hard mode with Bungie's raid philosophy, do you think the new raid chest would work with the larger pool? Yeah, we touched on this at the end of the video. I I actually am concerned about the raid chest currency system becoming too transactional and turning raids into the value system that the Umbrals, Fractaline Bounties, and the Sundial had that feel. You're just getting to the end of the encounter and ordering a bunch of weapons like you're ordering at a fast food restaurant. I don't like that. I like the drops. I like the things dropping on the ground and picking them up and checking the roll. I think that needs to be brought back. Now, that doesn't mean we take away player agency. You don't need to take away the player agency. What you could do is have the currency, but you would essentially buy drop boons, so when you go into an encounter, that's the weapon that drops. You are picking the weapon, but I, I am a firm believer that the umbral system and the chest system in the in the raid right now, if you were to reverse the experience so that they actually drop on the ground at your choice, right? You're earning the currency, spending it, and you're choosing what drops. I really and truly think the psychological response would be more positive. It's so transactional. It's I, the, the fight is over. I go over, I stand, I open a menu, and I order the, the gun. I, you're, you are disconnecting everything from itself. It's completely disconnected. It, does, it doesn't feel... It would be like... Okay, so... TV shows and movies now are becoming popularized with the idea of doing a post-credits scene, okay? So you watch the whole movie and then the post-credits scene last, you know, comes comes after, okay? It's it's closely connected to the climax of the movie and the end of the movie and people love it, okay? Now, if the post-credits scene was locked and you had to wait like a day to watch it, it would disconnect the the allure and the appeal and the mystique and the excitement about being like, "Oh, let's wait. Let's wait for the let's wait for the post-credits scene. It's going to be awesome." You have to wait a day. It was like when they broke up the Walking Dead season and they cut it in half and you didn't know who Negan was going to kill, and then all of a sudden I'm supposed to get emotionally invested in this scene again when Negan starts whacking people on the head with his bat right it it, it, it it disconnected them so the same thing is happening when I beat the encounter I walk over to a chest and then I go into a menu and I click on something it's super disconnected 
seeing it drop it happening organically in the world i'm telling you people probably think i'm making a mountain out of a molehill but it is in fact i think related to the the lack of enthusiasm that we have about loot right now because we order it in such a boring and transactional way It, it doesn't feel connected to the experience the victory and the kill think of it this way the first time even walking over to the chest I don't like I would prefer the loot popping out of the boss the first time you finally beat the encounter with a team and it's oh we finally did it and you have to like strut over to a chest and like pick your loot up I really do think having it pop out of the boss there is something there's something special there that we're missing and it's I think it is not the only cause but I do think it is related to the lack of loot enthusiasm that exists in this game Shell. Vogue weapons are iconic. Because of this, could random rolls make for a frustrating experience for D1? Uh, D1 vets get excited for the guns to return. Perhaps they bring back curated drops. Um, yeah, I know people are probably thinking like, I don't want to get 10 fate bringers and never get one with Firefly. I, I can definitely resonate with that, but I definitely think RNG on drops is a needed thing. This is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. I think they need to shrink the loot pool so there is a there is a spectrum and a range of what the weapon can have on it but it needs to be smaller like they did in Garden of Salvation you know, three or four perks per slot to make it a little bit easier to get close to where you want you know the loot not dropping from the boss was to stop exploit farms how do you suggest that be addressed if they go back to dropping it from the boss um well, they move things around with the script, the scripts, um, the quest script and the mission scripts. I'm sorry, the the quest mission script and the physics script. So I would think as soon as that thing drops, it registers in the game that that's your drop for the week because you can only do each encounter uh, one time. And as Shell is saying, they do it in hunts, so you'd have to you would tie it to something like that. And as soon as the boss drops it satisfies something in the menu so you can't kill you can't like have everybody jumping off a ledge as soon as the boss dies resetting the encounter and then there's a pile of ingrams on the floor after an hour because the game doesn't realize like oh you've actually already killed this guy you know what i mean so i would think if they if they do it in if they do it in um you know wrathborn hunts they could bring it to other places i think um and i think creatures right it probably is in place to protect for you know with 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 regard to you know exploits and extra drops but i would think they'd have to work toward doing it because man oh man i you know there's got to be a way that as soon as the loot hits the ground it's in your inventory and then they check that like even if you die and wipe it's like no that you gotta drop you there's a gun on the ground it goes to your it goes to your your postmaster if you go to orbit like it should be registered already in the game uh, and in the instance, so five dollars from Damocles says, make a cool chest room like the hallway with the robots after Callus or the lighthouse chest room for the garden. Make the chest itself fun. I mean, I won't deny it was pretty cool going down into you know the throne that that, that little robot area with Callus to get to get my loot. Um, I still think that there is. Uh, I, I really, really do think there is some wisdom in having it pop out of the boss. I do. Now, if you're talking about if you're talking about the chest where I spend the currency so I can get extra rolls, I, I still I still think that there's 
there's a way to do it so that you can give them that agency and spend the currency but not make it like a like a shopping session at the end you know you're, you're just you're just shopping at the end I just I don't know listen it's funny because I like it and we asked for it we asked for currency we asked for a reason to rerun we asked for the ability to use that currency to get extra drops we literally spitballed this exact idea in a previous video in a previous talk in a previous year but I always said that they would want to protect against currency exploits and they haven't because everybody can just run the first encounter to get the to get the currency you know hand over fist and I just continue to think we're, we're being given too much of a good thing. Going to an umbral station or a chest or anything and ordering the weapon like a value meal just is, I think, is at odds with the loot pursuit game. I don't know. It's, it's, there's a, there's a romance and a spark missing from this. It's like when you're watching, you know, a, a, a TV show and I've been watching, re watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, Nine Nine, and the, the time where, Amy breaks up with the boring Pilsner's guy, right? And she's just like, there's just no spark. He was nice. He was sweet. He was caring. He was considerate. But there was no spark. He was just boring, okay? That's what this kind of loot delivery feels like. It's just a really, really nice guy who's kind of boring. And that spark isn't there. We're not getting that excitement and that thrill, that moment of, oh, it popped out. Like, we're not getting that moment. We're getting this... We're getting this neutered, dull, basic, in a menu moment. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm in a menu. I can't even see my guns. Like, I'm not even doing anything. It's like, I'm in a menu. I, I know I seem to beat on this drum, but I'm telling you, it is, I think, a fundamental mistake with loot logistics right now, you know? And I don't want to take away the agency. I'm not talking about taking away the player agency and the player intentionality. I'm talking about changing the method. That's all I'm saying. Give people the currency. Give people the agency. Change the method of delivery so that it drops. I always said that we should have gone into Sundial and we should have configured. We should have configured it because what we were doing, we were configuring simulations and, and, and time travel or something. We could have gone up to the sundial machine and configured it and been like, these are the things I want. And then when the boss died, they'd all pop out of him. That, that would have been a better experience. It would have been awesome. And like, look at all the loot on the ground, dude. Three or four guns. This is awesome. All you got to do is reverse the process. So I'm not staring at a menu when I get my loot. I run over, I pick it up, I go on my menu, I'm looking at the rolls. It's, I don't know, it's sensible. It, there's, there's something, honestly, it's weird to say it, there's something beautiful about that. That's a looter. That's what a looter does to you. You see the loot drop and you get excited and you go pick it up. The ding in Diablo 3. The loot pinata in Borderlands 3. And what do we get in Destiny? A menu. We go into a menu and we order our loot. We gotta bring back the spark. You know? We gotta bring back the spark. Yeah, the line coming off of it. I love the way exotic engrams look. I love the way the prime engrams look. I thought the umbrals looked so dope on the ground. But they were nothing. You just threw them in your back. It was literally a token. You took, you threw the token into your bag, went to the tower, and used your token to order something. I just, it's just not good. I don't think. I think people arguing against you don't see the forest for all the trees. We enjoy good graphics, a coherent art design because of immersion. To pretend, to pretend that loot delivery doesn't matter because you still pretend it's loot, 
is equivalent to pretending one enjoys playing the first Wolfenstein because the concept is the same. Only thing that's changed is the graphics and the immersion. Right, like, it does have an effect on your experience. Like, I really, truly think it does. They, 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 there's a reason they put, like, sparkly things on the ground. There's a reason that they put little lights coming off of them. There is a reason for that. It does something. It, it triggers something up here that you can't put your finger on. You just have to, you just have to manipulate it with stimuli. Horn Joe, what interesting new perk would you see being added to Vogue weapons? Well, I hope they have Intrinsic Oracle Disruptor, or I will be very angry. Uh, that needs to be a thing. Intrinsic Raid perks needs to be a thing. As far as new perks, I honestly don't know. I want Elemental perks. I want Elemental Primaries in the Kinetic slot. I probably am not going to get that, um, but that's what I would like to see. Um, it'd have been awesome to have Ark actually land on the Fatebringer and Ark Kinetic and then give it like blinding rounds on the, you know, on the, the third or fifth crit or something like, you know, so you're faithfully hitting crits and then bam, and there's a blinding round in there. You know, I don't know something visual, something spicy doesn't have to break the game. Just something we've never done before. You know, that's, that's usually what we're looking for. That's usually, uh, what we're looking for. Zionis. Since Fatebringer is getting Firefly, should we expect the other Vogue weapons to have similar unique perks to contrast the Deepstone Crypt's Universal Raid perks? Or will we get Atheon's epilogue with Firefly? I truly don't know. I really, really don't. I, I like... I know they want to honor the weapons of before. They said that in the interview. They don't want the weapons to feel like they're completely different or divorced from what they originally were. Just like with the encounters. Um, they, they, they don't want to do that either. Right? So... Um, the, 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 the dilemma here is they're facing down two barrels, the barrel of you better innovate and make them cooler and newer and give us random rolls as well as the barrel of you better honor what came before so I can get my fate bringer or my vision, right? I want them to be, you know, the same. I want the encounters to be the same, but then there's also the people that are like, no, it needs to be new, fresh, updated, and cool. I don't want the same old, same old. Why am I, why am I, why am I even bothering if it's the exact same raid, right? And so to an extent, I actually get that. I I think that that's good input that helps. I think these are limiting concepts, right? They're limiting concepts. It's basically like two people pulling on a rope and on either side of the rope, you got people that are saying, make it new, make it crazy and update it. And then no, 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 make it honor where we came from. Like, I think these are limiting concepts that should help Vogue land, I think, in a good place and not be, you know, completely, you know, boring and like, well, we know everything, but also not completely crazy and new so that people feel like it's, it's, it's actually not changed at all. You know, I think ultimately that's, that's where I land on it is you, you get them into this nice lane. So things land in the middle. And so there's not one extreme, you know, we don't want to fall into either extreme pit, you know, Nick coming in. The sixth new member of the day. Thank you for doing that. We are inching closer to 800 members. Thank you for your membership. As a member, you can submit questions and they show up on this screen. You use the question command in chat. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Radical coming in with the next question. Um, with Fatebringer and uh, and Firefly coming back, what is the likelihood this opens doors for more weapons to have Firefly as a perk or remain an exotic perk? 
this is where they can start to do what I want them to do, which is what I took issue with in the article, where they said the raid the raid perks right now in Deepstone Crypt will eventually end up on other weapons. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold the phone. What did you say? Like, no. If if we were and, and this is the issue that I took with it. They said that sunsetting was going to allow them to create this upper echelon of standout gear to put in to the higher echelon of the content, okay? And they can do that because sunsetting protects them from having to worry about um, endless viability, okay? So, it stands to reason that endless viability being a problem there means you create something really powerful, and if it's endlessly viable, then it's a problem in the future, right now that goes out the window the minute you take those perks and you put them on other weapons why because you just kicked the sunsetting can further down the road on those perks how good are those perks how much of a threat are they to future game design if you don't have them on their 12 month shelf life you're kicking the can down the road so that perks going to be in the game for longer We were literally sold on sunsetting with the idea that it would allow them to create really, really good perks that are not a threat to future game design. Well, apparently, the really boring perks in the Deepstone Crypt, they're not a threat to anything if you're going to put them on new weapons. Now, I'm not saying that Firefly is a threat to future content. However, it grates against the philosophy that we were sold. We were sold this idea that they were going to make these guns awesome and stand out, and then they get sunset. Why? So they're not a threat to future content. Endless viability is a threat to future content. They have to consider every single spicy gun they've ever made in the history of the game. Every single spicy, awesome gun that has ever been made has to be considered. So what do they do for two or three years? They made all the weapons very, very samey. Whether the weapon came from a raid or a strike, Nightfall, Trials, Crucible, it didn't matter where the guns came from. They were all in the same happy little lane. And that was because endless viability. And so we were sort of sold on this promise that if we sunset, we can add more spice at the top because eventually it gets sunset. Well, that's not true. You're adding the spice at the top, and then you're cheating, and I guess, what, a season or two later, you start putting that spice on other weapons. Okay, so apparently, that's not what you planned on doing, or you completely changed game plans. That's a huge tangent, because to say, well, then, could they put Firefly on other guns? I don't know. I don't know. I want true kinetic, true. I want elemental weapons, primary, uh, true primary elemental weapons in the kinetic slot. So Firefly could work up there. So could other elemental perks. So I'd be okay with that perk, maybe moving around, but there need to be perks. There need to be things, elements of spice and excitement that are reserved for the raid weapons. And, 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 and the argumentation that Joe Blackburn used was like, well, we don't want only the only the good weapons to be in the raid. I'm like, what are you talking about? The Europa weapons are great, and so are the Wrathborn hunts. You don't have to bring those perks down into the general loot pool for there to be good weapons in the game. That's simply not true. They're standout and unique. They're not the only good weapons in the game. You know? I, you're going to continue to perpetuate... The exact problem that we dealt with with Leviathan and with all these other places, you're 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 gonna you're gonna perpetuate the same problem. You're not actually sunsetting anything. You're just playing a shell game. 
You're just moving things around. So that's 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 ultimately where I land on not necessarily Firefly, but on raid weapons. I don't think that their perks should get should get like filtered down into the rest of the loot pool. Bungie has enough people and enough perks and enough developmental prowess to create good, nice, fun, dope weapons that are not in the raid, and then the raid guns are standout and and special. And you don't need to do anything to make those perks show up elsewhere. I disagree with that. Now, you got to understand who this is coming from. Okay? This is consistent with Joe Blackburn's philosophy. He is very... He is very uh, pro all players. Like, he's in the corner of all players. He thinks that, you know, if you're dead the first time, you know, a raid encounter is beaten, that's not ideal. He doesn't want crummy, non-experienced, bad, noob, whatever players getting drugged through raids. He doesn't, he thinks everybody should take part, right? So, this is stemming from his view and his philosophy of these perks should eventually be obtainable by everybody it's that's his philosophy that's kind of how he's wired and it's his his thoughts on revive timers and revive tokens are are stemming from the same idea of well we don't want only the good weapons to be in the raid eventually we need those perks to trickle down into other guns it's the same line of thinking that's that's just his personality or his view of games it's not that his personality or view or opinion is wrong it's that i just don't agree with it I, I don't think that's how you approach these situations. Upper echelon stuff should be tough and special, and it should be exclusive. That's just how it is. Heart of Quartz. Do you think Firefly should be an intrinsic perk on Fatebringer? I feel like if they make that a random perk like Celerity, people will be angry. You know, I never thought about making it intrinsic. I, the intrinsic the intrinsic perks is... Uh, on, on the VOG weapons is actually usually uh, Oracle Disruptor. So I don't necessarily know if I agree with you that people will be mad if they if they do that, if they decide that, you know, they're gonna they're gonna make an intrinsic or I'm sorry, make it part of the perk pool. I don't think people are gonna be mad about that. I don't. I, I think that I think people will generally accept that it's a perk. It you know it's 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 cool to have Firefly on a you know on a kinetic weapon it, it's it's an it's actually makes it what we would have been saying right it makes it unique it makes it it makes it fresh it's not just another weapon with a perk pool of damage and reload perks you know so i don't think i, I if people get angry about it not being intrinsic and having it be a random role or having it be in the perk pool i i don't know i said this this morning to somebody i said i feel like a lot of the times people make the wrong complaints they make the wrong complaints like they go off on tangents about things they get all wound up about things and I'm like and that is not something to complain about that, that, that is just that is not worthy of of irritation you know or or criticism or 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 taking Bungie to tasks like there are plenty there are plenty of things to highlight and target as as problematic and I think I think more often than not um, is we focus on things that are super important to us, but we do it maybe to a fault. Like, well, man, Firefly better be, you know, intrinsic, you know. Oracle Disruptor perk could move to raid armor mod. 
Oh, you know what? That's not bad pushback, Agony. That's not bad pushback. You could definitely say, you know, that that they could say, hey, you know, we're actually going to we're actually going to be putting that as a raid mod in the raid mod slot since the raid mod slot's a new thing to the armor and then the Fatebringer could have a different intrinsic perk. I mean, you know, there, there's, a, there's a couple there's a couple ways to approach this. So, you know, that is, that is one option. I didn't even consider that. You know, give me Oracle Disruptor and I, you know, slap it on my arms or something. Andrew Carrera, do you think that Bungie could be alluding to a return of an old weapon system? Vogue weapons are iconic in this in those slots. You know, if they're going to completely change the weapon system, homie, I I want them to do it, but I have to be honest, I don't think they're going to do it in a season. You know, I really, really don't. Um, you know, I. It, they 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 make these changes usually on an annual basis. You know what I mean? I I don't know. They didn't lie about anything. They did what they said. It's just a lot of people here, including Lono, expected these huge things. When they say one thing, they just do the bare minimum. It was like a. It's been like that for a long time now. Right. I think a lot of us just speculated that they were making so many significant changes to the game that that was going to come with also like quality changes, like sunsetting was a huge change you know, mods on a ghost was a pretty big change so I'm thinking oh man they're going to be doing all kind of stuff no they didn't you know and so I want this to happen Andrew and it, dude honestly honestly if Bungie does it in Vogue and says this is us experimenting with bringing back elemental primaries I would just be freaking elated I would be so happy I really really would I will go upstairs I will get confetti and I will throw it in the air down here on stream. If they actually bring back kinetic kinetic weapons with elements and they do it with Vogue first as like an experiment, I would be freaking thrilled. I don't think they're going to do that. Personally. I really, really want them to, but just looking at the bandwidth and what they did with Beyond Light, I don't have a lot of confidence in getting anything that significant or tectonic or new in a season. I just don't expect it at this point. You know, you have confetti on hand. I'll have my kids make some. They uh, they call it snow. They just get construction paper and they cut it into teeny pieces and throw it all over the place. They actually usually get in trouble when they do this, but I'll tell them that I need some snow. <laughs> you know, I'll get some. I'll get some uh, some free labor. So, I mean. The way that they've been talking about Vogue, I don't. I, I just don't have a lot of high hopes for the loot being nuts. I think the loot's going to be good and exciting to get it in our hands again, but I don't think they're going to actually move the needle on the weapon system in Vogue. I just don't think they're going to. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I said so many times here, this is what we are getting. This is what they mean. Best examples, World Loot Pool, Core Playlist, Refresh, and it all turned out to be exactly that. It wasn't my clairvoyance. That was just taking them at their word and expecting not more than they announced. And given I reversed my cancellation, I can't now be angry. Right, and and to, and to Light Leap's credit, he did say, I don't think they're holding anything back. I kept saying this can't be it. This can't be it, right? And my instinct to some degree was good because even they admitted that they didn't add enough, right? They admit a month after the DLC's out, yeah, we just did not add enough loot. 
and so my instinct was right to be like this can't be everything this seems super duper light it seems like a season right when we saw the we saw the europa weapons and you know and then we saw some of the other things i was like there's nothing here they're not they're not telling us anything i thought for certain they had stuff behind the curtain they were keeping secret and so my instinct was right that there wasn't much and my conclusion was incorrect that oh there's got to be more no this is it <laughs> this is it <laughs> and you know they admit in the aftermath that yeah it wasn't enough so cataclysmic do you think Fatebringer will be arc with dragonfly yeah we just touched on this it's not going to be dragonfly according to the tweet it won't be dragonfly it will be a fly perk which we all know will likely be firefly I don't as far as it having arc we just touched on that and I don't think they're doing it I played through the new light missions I see what they spent their time on free to play really Justin Kidder do you think the ornaments from Age of Triumph will make a return? Oh, I would love that. That'd be so cool to do that in like the later, like another season, you know? Bring like a, bring like a, hey, come and rerun this for these ornaments. That would be super, super fun. Um, that would be really, really fun. I don't think they need to do it initially. Let us get all of the OG stuff. Let us get the original stuff. And then we can get... Because that's not the OG Fatebringer. That's the exotic Fatebringer. That picture in the background there. I couldn't get a good high-res picture of the Fatebringer. Um, so I had to use that one. Um, yeah, I, it'd be cool if they did that. Calling it now, the new perk will be Butterfly. I don't, I don't think that that's a thing. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. That's true. I think during working or for for home and less meetings due to this and everything being online, they lack the overview. All individual pieces seemed bigger than the sum of all parts, or however the saying goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It definitely, it was hard because it was like, we got glimpses of all of the pieces, and those glimpses were actually, like, pretty significant snapshots. (laughs) We thought they were glimpses and we thought, oh, surely there's more to this. I felt like I was looking at the tip of the iceberg. I was actually looking at the entire island. You know what I mean? I was looking at the entire island and I thought I was looking at the tip of the iceberg. And I, you know what I'm saying? It's like the glimpses were actually full snapshots. Nova, Nova hands. Hey, Lono, do you want to see a one-to-one copy of Vogue where it lands? Or would you like to see Bungie throw in some surprises for veteran players and make it a lot more fresh? Perhaps an added last stand mechanic for Atheon wouldn't hurt the legacy of the raid. As I said a little bit ago, I think the limiting concepts of wanting it to be really faithful to the original, but also be new, fresh, and awesome, I think those are completely legitimate, and they both are going to keep it from being one in one direction too much. I don't want a one-to-one copy, but I also don't want it to be a brand new raid, because then it's like, why didn't you just build a brand new raid that was clearly inspired by Vogue, but not Vogue? You know what I'm saying? So I want it to kind of land in the middle. Um, so... By the way, we have almost 1,100 likes. If you are new and you've enjoyed today, I usually stream for five or six hours. We pick a topic. We do live Q&A. It's safe for work. It's kind of like a radio show you can keep on in the background. 
do me a favor if you haven't done so if you're not subscribed clicking subscribe is a huge help to me and clicking like is also a huge help for me it helps the video get recommended now if you want to support directly you can click the join button Uh, when you click the join button that gets you a badge emotes and it enables you to submit these questions in the live audience so uh, we're pushing for trying to get we're trying to get to 800 members so if you want to support directly and do that consider it two dollars from fast steven seagal says the new kinetic perk is going to be called butter free good show thank you (laughs) um so yeah nova i i wanted to kind of land in the middle kind of land in the middle um j jw uh said do you think bungie still has different elemental versions of guns in the game year one had the same guns with different elements i had many different inaugural addresses from leviathan well, they did that with the mods, and according to Josh Hamrick, before he left the company, they actually don't have the ability to just, like, let us go in and switch it because it was mod-based. But I'm kind of like, I don't understand. There are elements on the weapon right now, so I, wouldn't that then mean that you're doing something that's adjustable? There's elemental affinity on armor, and you let me change that. Couldn't you also bring that system over to weapons? I do think it would require a full update, right? It would require a full update. They'd have to completely overhaul the, uh, you know, they'd have to completely overhaul the the weapon system to do that, to add the the changing of the element, the master working system, all of that would have to get updated. Um, so, you know, the as far as as far as having different elements on the guns, we had this conversation earlier. It wasn't during Q and A. And I said to somebody that was like, you know, right now I can't get my arc logic. There's, I have to use an auto rifle that's void, right? And they don't like that. And I said, well, if that void auto rifle was pursuable and could drop with all three elements, then I think what that would create is more capital out of the weapon and it would fill in archetypal vacancies. So would putting elements on kinetic weapons for frick's sake. If you wanted three different versions of the Fatebringer, they're getting more capital out of it. A solar arc and a void version, right? You'd grind for all three versions. You're getting more capital. You're filling archetypal vacancies. Man, I really would love an arcane cannon right now. Cool. Go get one, right? Get it. And if you if you change the just like on armor, if you change the the element before master working it, it's cheaper. Once it's master working, it becomes more expensive. Like, I don't understand why would you? I don't want to get ramped up here, but it's like why would you not do this? This is an easy slam dunk. It's so like you let us do it on the armor, do it on the weapons. So when I went into an, an you know an encounter. If I really, really like the primary, I'm probably going to go for three versions and set them to the elements, and then I'm done. Now I got three fate bringers. Now somebody's like, oh, my vault, my poor vault. Oh, shut up. Like, you want more loot or do you not? We can't sit here and beg for more loot, and when I propose a solution that would allow them to make a moderate amount of weapons and get more capital out of them, don't tell me your vault's going to get overwhelmed. Don't ask for more loot and then complain that your 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 bookcase is too small. No, we need more loot. And this would be a way for them. Like, okay, so right now they added 30-something weapons to Beyond Light. 
let's say when they increase the reward team they they in uh, witch queen they add 60 weapons imagine if all of those 60 weapons if they were a primary or a secondary they allowed you to change the element and then kinetic primaries had elements on them again do you have any idea how much bigger that loot pool would feel 60 weapons let's say that 20 of them are primaries those 20 primaries you could conceivably go for three different versions of all of them or three different versions of your favorites you see it's like you get so much more capital out of making all weapons intrinsically flexible and having some level of elasticity like you, you they benefit from this Right? I'm not saying make 120 weapons, but conceivably, track with me here, 60 weapons. If 40 of those weapons had the ability to change their element, because I don't think you'd want to do this on heavies. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you would, but let's just say no heavies. So your secondaries and your primaries, whether it's a kinetic or an energy, they all have elements, okay? You got 40 weapons, and you can change those all. Guess what you just did? You just took that 40, and you times it by 3. For all intents and purposes, that's 120 weapons. You want to talk about a loot injection that would feel substantive and awesome? That's the play. Kills me. It absolutely kills me that they banked on armor first. It kills me. It's a shooter. They backed the wrong horse. I am in Luke Smith's corner. People want him gone. People think he's taking the game in the wrong direction. I actually think he's good for the game and he's good for the franchise. But here, he misfired. He allowed his MMO, World of Warcraft, you know, stat-based background, he allowed that to cloud his judgment. They should have updated the weapon system first. Like, that's where they would have gotten way more capital in depth. Wouldn't that inherently blow the loot pool? No, because of sunsetting. <laughs> it works! Every 12 months, those that big loot injection of the year, whoop! Slap it off the table. And no, it doesn't bloat the, bloat the loot, loot pool. You go to collections, and there's one gun. They don't have all three versions of the gun in the collections. There'd be one gun sitting there. It blows my mind that they went armor first. This is a shooter, and they went armor first. It's passive and unseen. It's stats. It's bo- it's boring. I like what they did with the armor. The armor system was cool. It's like, why did you do this first? It's a shooter. You did you did ghosts first. They did ghosts before they did guns. He let his background in MMO stat chasing and min-maxing cloud his judgment. He backed the wrong horse. Does anybody talk about armor from D1? Oh man, those gauntlets were so hot. I mean, not really. No. What's everybody talking about? Galahorn, Fatebringer, Vex Mythoclast. Vision of Confluence, Imago Loop, Genesis Chain, Is Luna. We talk about the guns. No one has memories engraved in their brain of like, dude, when I finally got that helmet, oh my gosh, dude, it was so awesome. Now, some do. We obviously have fond memories of Age of Triumph, but they may talk about how hot the loot was. Sure, there, 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 there is armor pieces back then that were pretty spicy, but by and large, when you're like, what was your favorite piece of loot from Destiny 1? 99% of the community is going to say a gun. It's your it's your primary immersion point to all combat. 
you see it you reload it you you love it it's your it's your partner it's your pal it's always on the screen it's your it's your primary catalyst for immersion in the game and they're like i got an idea let's do an entire system in the armor and do an entire stream with a bunch of boring stats and somebody with their socks on and let's really try and wow everybody and again it was cool but think with me here hindsight's 2020 if they would have done what I just outlined back in Shadowkeep, that loot pool and this loot pool would feel significantly bigger. I still think ultimately we would have concluded they didn't add enough loot in Beyond Light because it was also at the same time that they turned on uh, Sunsetting, but this loot pool would automatically feel better, bigger. They automatically would get more capital out of the loot. Nobody's going around collecting like 18 different armor sets. Like, people aren't doing that. Guns, man. It's always about the guns. And do you, have you, whenever people talk about sunsetting, do they ever bring up armor? Do they? Eugene does, but by and large, most people don't. They don't bring up armor. They get mad about their guns getting sunset. Why? That's what we love the most. That's what we're connected to the most. They should, they back the wrong horse. Armor 2.0 should not have come before Weapons 2.0. Should have been guns first. We're paying the price for it now. And I think if they don't do it in Witch Queen, I will always be disappointed. There's, I'll never not be disappointed. You're never going to add enough loot for me to like this kinetic energy crap. I, it's, it's awful. I'm never going to like it. I'm never going to like archetypal vacancies or, oh, you want that one weapon? Okay, there's one. Oh, great. You want an auto rifle that does arc? Yeah, there's one. Like, no. Like, you get way more capital, dude. Way, way more capital out of the system that I've outlined. Hilly Heat. Sorry off topic. Have Bungie created a situation with free-to-play DLC seasons and MT? Mountaintop? Um, Where it's coming increasingly difficult for players to see value. Oh, microtransactions. Um. Yes. Yes. So, when you go look at the season pass right now, okay, you go look at the season pass, you don't have, you you can like, in an instant, you see the difference in the value. In an instant. No one has to explain it to you. I don't have to come along inside and be like, now, this is what you get if you pay, and this is what you get if you don't. Now, this piece here, only on Tuesdays, and this piece, I don't have to do that. You look at the season pass, and you instantly are like, paid, not paid, value. Look at all the stuff I get. They need to create a system in the game that does the same, that gives the same level of clarity. Do it on the website too. Here's all the free stuff. Here is all of the paid stuff. That's what it needs to look like. It doesn't look like that right now. It's a muddled mess. What's free? What costs money? What I can go here. I can't go there. What did I get? What did they get? Did you look at the season calendar? Go look at the calendar for Beyond Light. It is a joke. It is a literal joke. The Glassway Strike is on there as a paid as a paid expansion scheduled thing and it was literally nothing. The calendar for Beyond Light is an actual joke. It, 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 it doesn't even make any sense. They have the new strike listed on free-to-play, but then it's also on the calendar, the Glassway strike opens, and it's it's got the expansion symbol on it. Which is it? 
It's in the playlist for free for all players. I don't understand. Secrets of Europa. Oh, you mean little penguins and trinkets? What in the heck? What did you What is this? It's terrible. The value right now is so freaking muddled. It doesn't even make any sense. Every time, every time that they outline, every time they outline the these structures, it should look like the season pass. Here's what you get for free, and it's like gray and drab, and here's all of the stuff you get for paying money. I talked about this when I went to the Season of Arrival splash page. I was like, "What is this?" Like, what? It, what the, the free stuff is as much as the paid stuff. Where? What's the? Where's the difference here? You know, it's a joke, but you still bought it, so why change it? Because it's it's this is not a train that'll run forever. If you're failing to communicate and transmit value to your paying customers, you'll start to have less paying customers, and that's not good business. You can't be like, oh, but streamers and hardcores bought it. You can't bank on that for forever. You know, if like, let's say your your you know your friend opens a restaurant and you and and his friends and his family are loyal customers. You're always going there on your Fridays and your Saturday nights, right? Okay. And he launches a new menu, and the menu's confusing as frick. You can make sense of it because you're familiar with him, the menu, the cook, and the staff, and what's there. But new customers are like, I don't understand. Like, I don't really get what I'm paying for, right? I don't understand what I'm paying for here. And then you start to lose new customers. They spend less money in your restaurant. They're buying less appetizers because the menu's confusing as frick. You wouldn't be like, well, I've got my hardcore committed friends and family that always come in and support my business. I don't need to clean this up or make this clearer. Probably should. You probably should. Yeah, creature, you're gonna love tomorrow's topic. Should Vault of Glass be free? That's tomorrow's topic. Whoo, it got spicy this morning. And I was like, you guys are making it sound like creature's gonna be right, and I can't have that. Not on my watch. Garrett plays. Would the introduction of new Vogue-style weapons be welcome on top of the previous pool? They have had a lot of criticism over the lack of loot, so maybe they will overkill it this next time. No, they won't, uh, because I'm going to skip ahead to your next question. What season will Vogue be introduced? It's either the next or the one after. So they said there wouldn't be a noticeable increase in loot quantity, probably until Witch Queen. So when when Blackburn made it clear they were increasing the reward team and increasing loot, we won't notice that until closer to Witch Queen, he said. So unless Vogue lands close to Witch Queen, which I don't think that it will, I think it's either next season or the season after, it's there's not enough time for them to juice that loot pool. In fact, the fact that they're already talking about Vogue and hinting about Vogue, I think Vogue's probably next season. There's no reason to start this engine this early. I I, I bet you Vogue is next season because the summer is 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 right up against. Well, no, it's not the summer. This is this is basically winter, winter, spring, summer. So this is season one. I don't know now. I don't know what I think. I, maybe season one and then season two. There might be a secret dungeon. Usually the summer they go light, but I I don't know. The summer they did a dungeon. They did prophecy. So I, it's it's hard to know. Um. It's hard to know because the yearly timeline uh, is 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 all messed up now. 
30 will disagree and I agree with him. I think the game is perfect now for the kiddos who jump in and shoot some aliens on Game Pass. All of your hopes are based on Smith's director's cut, which has been proven now to mean Jack. Well, no, because most of his director's cut was about year four. He, he didn't say in the next expansion, we're going to do all this in, this entire laundry list of things. Much of what he said has been doubled down on by Blackburn that that's their goal to for the remainder of this year and in Witch Queen so until this year's over we don't actually know did the director's cut just get completely jettisoned as a vision cast if the director's cut's no longer the vision cast for this game's future then we need a new we need a new director's cut we don't actually know that until the end of this year there are three seasons you know they can do it they can bring out seasons and be like hey this is what we said in the director's cut here's how we're doing it we're finally going to update bounties. We're finally going to do this thing to reinvigorate the playlist. We're finally going to do this. We're finally going to do that. Like, he was talking about year four. That means he has an entire year. Just because he says, hey, in year four, we're going to make, uh, we're going to reinvigorate, you know, core content. Okay, well, that, that doesn't mean they're going to do it all in Beyond Light. That, I, I'm not saying you're being absurd, but it is absurd to think every single thing he said they would do in year four, they're going to do in one expansion. I, I think you even would admit that's 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 not a, an expectation that he was setting. I am disappointed that we didn't get some of those things. We did get what he promised, standout loot in the raid, even though I think it's boring, it's best in slot, standout and unique. We got that that he made good on that promise. They iterated on raid running and raid loot and how we run it. They increased quality there. That was something they talked about feeding the upper echelon, feeding the more dedicated players. They made good on that promise in the Deep Stone Crypt. I just don't like the perks. That's a personal issue with me. He made good on that promise. They pretty much confirmed what we saw is the reinvigoration of the core playlist. They said they realized they don't have enough. That's why they're hiring. Of course, it'll be slightly better, but the course is set. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Hitman. OT. It really sucks... Why did you put OT? Uh, it really sucks for how far Iron Ban- Banner has fallen since D1. Our DLC money always seemed to keep Iron Banner under the umbrella of new content, and now we pay more, and Iron Banner is deemed free to play. I think they need to be. Uh, there needs to be an enticement activity. Do you feel they swung too hard for free to play, lacking enticements to buy the full game? Well, one of the things I said this morning was. I can't see them going completely free to play and here's why. They're making literally hundreds of millions of dollars every three months. Every three months, millions of people are spending 10 bucks, okay? The minute you cut off that revenue supply, you better have another guaranteed revenue supply and I don't think the Eververse is it. I really, really don't. Like millions of people bought a $50 expansion and millions of people are going to buy a $10 season pass. That's millions of dollar of revenue coming in rhythmically. That's actually really good for a development team that's independent. They don't have a publisher anymore. So every three months, having almost a guaranteed set amount of a million dollar cash flow, millions of dollars of cash flow, they're not going to suddenly cut that off and be like, yeah, everything's free now, and we're going to live off the Eververse. I just do not see it. Right? I, 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 don't, I, I don't see them cutting off that revenue stream and hoping we all suddenly start buying Eververse. You know, 
a couple million people buy a $50 expansion, that's a ridiculous amount of money to just suddenly be like, yeah, we don't need it. I'm sorry, what now? Say what now? A couple million people bought the $50 expansion. Easy, easily a couple million. Every year. And then and then every couple of months they're 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 spending 10. I I just, I'm I'm telling you, I cannot see them cutting that off. Now, as far as swinging too hard, you know, with, with, with Iron Banner, this is where I say Iron Banner, Crucible, and Trials, from here on out, if they put new loot in there, it's grayed out if you don't know the season pass. It's grayed out. Can't get it. I don't care free to play people complain. I don't care what they think. It's grayed out. It's the same clear divide of value that the season pass does. You want all this shiny stuff on the bottom? Spend the $10. You want all this cool new stuff in Iron Banner? Spend the $10. They can monetize the Crucible as far as the loot goes. You don't got to monetize access because then you fragment the player base and it hurts matchmaking times. So, when you're, when you're, when you're taking when you're taking people down that road of like hey come into the game and play it for free there's literally nothing wrong with being like and this part's paid there's absolutely nothing wrong with that it's it's totally fair wouldn't it feed into FOMO which they claim they hate no no fear of missing out was too they didn't claim they hated it that he said that FOMO was too present in year three and they were going to minimize it and the way that they minimized it was by uh, allowing seasonal content to not expire after three months that was the change that they inputted uh, because they felt like that was too strict seeing a grayed out section that you have to buy stuff is not FOMO was it FOMO for any of the DLCs up to this point to be like, if you want the new stuff, new loot, new activities, you gotta spend money. That's not FOMO. Like, I, it's more visual, I guess, when it's in an NPC's menu, but they, they never said they hated FOMO. They said they wanted to minimize FOMO in year four compared to year three, and that was why they extended the life of all of the seasonal content to, to last a year instead of three months. So... Free to play with a subscription or just free to play and you need to buy stuff like... League of Legends of Fortnite. I'm telling you, the numbers aren't there. The numbers are not there. You're not going to replace the million dollar, the the millions of dollars of cash flow they get from expansions and season. You're not going to replace that with micro spending. You're just not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to not spend fifty on an expansion. Well, thanks. It's free, Bungie, and then turn around and spend fifty in the micro store. It wouldn't get supplanted by actual purchases. It simply wouldn't. They will when transmog lands? No, I don't think so. No one's spending $50 worth of transmog silver if they can do in-game effort. And you're talking about doing that every three months as well. Every three months, like, eventually people get the, the way they like the look and they'd probably stop. I mean, again, I know there are whales, but I don't think... I'm telling you, it's guaranteed cash flow every 12 months and every three months. You can't cut that off. You can't. Why would you? What's the benefit of cutting it off? I, that, that's the real argument. Why cut that revenue stream off? FOMO is when your boys are raiding and you can't join them because you're busy. That's right. 
I already answered that one. Happy Gengar. Do you think with Bungie wanting to keep the authenticity of the VOG weapons that this is a way for them to test the return of the old weapon system? We already got this question, so I am sorry. This is one of the reasons you might want to use the Discord and submit your questions early to get ahead of the crowd. Uh, Anybody can do that in the Discord before I go live. Um, But I already answered this. I, I, I would hope so. Uh, I think Andrew Carrera asked this one. I would hope that'd be a cool way for them to do it, but I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. Uh, Craig Tone, on a scale of one to ten, how upset would you be if the fly perk was just Icarus or a more flight time for a warlock booster? If they did that, then he's an idiot, and I don't think that he's an idiot. <laughs> I don't think you can talk about Vault of Glass and say there's going to be a kinetic primary with the fly perk and be like, haha, it was Icarus. No, I, 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 Joe Blackburn's not an idiot. That would be something that an idiot would do. He, the, you would never do that. You would never tell this community that the Vault of Glass raid is going to have a kinetic primary legendary weapon with a fly perk and be like, "Oh, I was talking about Icarus." No, remember in remember in um, Family Guy when Stewie got on a plane and drove all the way to this guy's house and climbed on a step ladder and punched him right in the nose and was like, "It's not funny." That's essentially what people would want to do if that's what he was doing, is like being cheeky about Icarus. There isn't a world where I see that happening. I, I just I just don't. Orange would you prefer burns to randomize with all guns or just adepts, assuming we get hard modes and raids and seasonal activities? Prefer burns to randomize with all guns or just adepts? I'm not sure I quite understand the first half. I don't think we're getting hard modes in these raids as much as I as much as I want. You know? As much as I want, I just don't think so. I do not think they're going to do it. And if they did, I think contest brings intensity. I don't want just contest, but I think contest brings intensity. So contest with some with some mechanical changes. I love feeling slightly weaker in Vogue and Wrath and having more to do. There's just a sweet spot there. You know? There's a sweet spot there. They got to recapture what they did. They got to recapture what they did with King's Fall. You design hard first, scale it back for normal, so there's a healthy relationship between the two, and you're done. That's the true raid philosophy that they need to recapture, is is, is, is the hard mode and, and the other being related. So, sorry Victor, you do need to be a paying member to submit questions, because they automatically hit a spreadsheet. I don't like putting a paywall in front of engagement, so I will talk to you here. Uh, with one year set at sunsetting, don't you fear that VOG weapons, or for that matter any of the raids, will you feel short-lived? I actually think an entire year of loot viability in the endgame is totally fine. I shuffle my weapons forward even faster than that. Usually one or two seasons goes by and I'm using all new weapons and I'm not using the stuff from the, you know, Black Armory stuff and then I, and then I shuffled forward to Opulence and then I shuffled forward to, you know, to, to the Forsaken, you know, I'm sorry, uh, to the Shadowkeep stuff. I shuffle forward. I, I, 12 months of endgame viability is enough for me. So... Um, if you want to submit questions in the future and have them show up on the screen, hit the join button and pick one of the tiers of support that does support me directly. And then it gets you perks here in this chat, as well as in our discord. If you're here in the live audience, don't go anywhere. A lot of people bail once Q and a is over and that's okay on your way out. If you are leaving for the day, hit subscribe and like help us hit 1200 likes. That would be amazing. Uh, or, you know, hit join on your way out and join us on the next Q and a stay in the live audience. So if you want to keep having great conversations in the after show, thanks for sticking around 
and don't forget we're going to the gaming channel soon as well and hey we may do vip call-ins if there's enough vips that want to do it and are at that level you can call in and speak to me live on the air in the discord all right if you're listening to this elsewhere you can always catch us live at sntrlive.com and as always please like share and subscribe